Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody. It's another beautiful Saturday here in Wisconsin. I'm Tom Neubauer, along with my co-host, Danny Bush, and, of course, Ryan Horvath, producing. When you call us at 414-799-1250, you'll be talking to Ryan first. But please do uh, join in with the show today. We are the only two-hour live outdoor show in the state. Matter of fact, Danny, we might be the only live two-hour show in the country, as far as I know, as far as outdoors I'm goes. I'm just happy at the end of each show that we're both still alive, yeah. actually. Well, I'm glad they let us come back every week, that they don't lock the doors on us. What if one of us old guys has a gripper on the air someday? Well, How, how, would, you, how would we well, handle that? Have we got a code? Aid. What, do you? Yeah. So we'll be all right. Does we'll the station right. <laughs> have we got a code blue drill in the station? Uh well, Mike, the last couple times we've came in here on a Saturday, we haven't had headphones, so I, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt like it. Like at school, <laughs> we got a code blue. Yeah, and and they do it so often, you'd think that they're expecting somebody to die every, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. I'm, I, one time I said to the nurse, "Are we like in some kind of a?" special war zone here or something where we're expecting, you know, it's just crazy. Code yeah, blue. Yeah. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a war zone, but uh, geriatric ward maybe where we got a bunch of people with bad hearts because a code blue, you have a bunch of teachers run out of their class, they're on a team, and then they grab the, the kit, you know, that, that the they shot. The defibrillator. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Hit it. Boom. And, and they run off and they'll have like maybe some dummy laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. They asked me to do it, but I was too smart. So anyway, they'll uh, yeah they'll do these code blue blue deals all the time. I guess they're just ready for anything. Well, like- you got to be ready nowadays, you know, for anything. Hey, I got three things. Number one, today is the big day. We start our NFL football picking contest right after the seven fifteen break. That's brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub out there on Pewaukee Lake. If you tie or beat. Danny, me, or Ryan, you will win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. So that's right after the 7-15 break. Back for a 
God, this has got to be the sixth or seventh year, Danny, that we've been doing this, the NFL football picking contest. So anyway, we got that coming up. Also, uh, I wanted to mention that, Ryan, I got this great idea. You ought to do, a, instead of having these national talk shows on from like 3 to 6 or mm-hmm. 4 to 6 in the morning that we get, Yep. why don't they have you come in and do a, a talk show, you know, sports talk show from yep. 3 to 6 or 4 to 6? Wouldn't that be great? And then you could be here and just flow right into th- this show. Exactly. We'd be breaking down Bears-Packers right now. We got uh, Wisconsin, the ranked yeah. fifth. They play at 11 a.m. Exactly. That's a great idea. Let's bring that to Tom. And everybody that's listening should email our boss, yeah, Tom, email. Parker, Tom and, Parker, and bother uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer as well. In fact, uh, I could even give you his home phone number. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you better not do that. But, well, heck, uh, yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Well, heck, when I retire yeah. in a couple of years, uh, I'll join you there. I'll be yeah, your co-host. You I'm go. a plethora of knowledge as yeah, far as old go. Packer lore. Yeah. I can remember NFL players' you know, names from years ago. I got you know who remembers, more knowledge. You know who remembers specific games and players like I've never seen it is uh, Chuck Freeman in yep. the, on the morning show. Chuck Freeman, guy would bring up, yeah, do you remember the play he says when so-and-so did this? Yeah, that was 1989. Uh, And it's like this guy, holy Christmas. He knows, yeah. Chuck has what I have. It's like I could tell you what happened like eight years ago in a Packers-Bears game, but I couldn't tell you what I ate for dinner last night. I'm the same way. Yeah. You're like that, too. I think that's just men in general, right? I I meet somebody. Mm -hmm. They tell me their name. I, it's not registering two seconds later. I'm too busy thinking about, hi, how you doing? How am I shaking? Hey, this and that. And I'm not listening to the name. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what's that name again? Hey, God, can I it. give you a tip? But I can I'm, remember stuff yeah. that happened when I was a kid. Yep. I'm going to give you guys exactly. a tip on how to remember names. This was told to me many years ago by somebody. Because I'm the same okay. way, Danny. Somebody tells me their name. I first meet them. And... Two sec, you know, like thirty seconds later, a minute later, I for, I don't know it anymore. I you know forgot it. But if you use their name when you're talking to them, use their name in a sentence once or twice right away. You know, let's say you meet somebody named Joe. Hey, Joe, how's it? Nice meeting you. And hey, did you know Joe about the blah blah blah? Or hey, Joe, have you gone over to? If you use that person's name once or twice within that first minute. You won't forget. So it. for guiding, what I can do is I can say, "Hey, Joe, make sure you don't step in that yeah. goose crap before right. you step in right. my boat. There's right. a bunch right here by right. the landing." Yep. Yeah, and these rods over here, Joe, you're gonna uh, you're gonna help me grab these, Joe. Okay, Joe. Yeah, if you use that name just once or twice in the first minute after you meet them, you'll remember it. You ought to write 90%, a book, Tom. Ninety percent of the time, you'll remember Tom it. Tom knows yeah. everything, right? Yeah, he ought to write right. a book. All right. Well, anyway, the that's... average Joe's guide to life. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, it. the NFL football picking contest. Ryan getting his own show before our show. And we got Kean on the line as well. Okay, and real quick, okay, well, I'll, I'll read this email later. Let, let's take talk to Kean. Hey, Kean, how you doing today? Where, are you, where, What state are you in today? He's out. I am still in Kansas. He's in Kansas. You're still in? I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still in Nebraska. Nebraska. Nebraska, okay. I'm, I'm packing up to uh, still there. home. Okay. I, I just wanted to call and tell you guys, you, you have to go onto my, my uh, Facebook account and look at the pictures. We knocked the lungs out of five ginormous deer this week. Oh, both arrows. congrats. I mean, yeah, that's great. Um, White tails or mule deer now? They're, th- they're um, three mule deer, 
and two whitetails, but the one of the whitetails, the brow tines alone are about 13, 14 inches. Great. Oh, wow. So you had nice. some happy, happy clients up there, and this was all oh, with, was, with the bow, right? With the bow, and uh, I don't know that this this hunt can ever be um, duplicated or, or, or matched. It's, it's crazy. And uh, they're, the, the whitetail and two of the mule ears are still in velvet. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's pretty Beauty. cool. So, Beauty. So the taxidermists, when they mount something like that, do they have a way of pre- preserving the velvet, or do they just put some kind of fake stuff on it? Well, they, they put a spray on it, but you have to freeze it. You have to freeze the uh, the horns right away. Okay. Because it'll rot. It, it, it's like flesh. If you don't do that, it'll rot. It'll stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to cape it out right away and freeze the whole doggone thing if you want right. to get that. And, and, we, and, yeah, and we did that already. Okay. So that's awesome. Oh, but if you can get Ryan to get onto my to my uh, Facebook page, I'm I'm telling you, you guys will be amazed. It's crazy. All so right. What's that Facebook? What, yeah, we'll what look is at it, it during the break here. It's K E A N E, and last name is Low Miller. L O H M I L L E R. Okay. Okay. Got on it. On Facebook. Okay. Yeah, we'll have our trained technician Ryan get right on there and check <laughs> it out. So you had a had a successful hunt. What? Uh, now, obviously, way too early for the rut. What kind of early season patterns were these deer in? Were you, were you just working between bedding areas and feeding areas, or, or what was the tactic, Correct. I guess? This early in the season, even going into October up in Wisconsin, um, if, you get them, if you can get them patterned this early, you know, they're, they're going to do the same things. And so we just basically either hung a tree stand, um, the, the smaller white tail, and the uh, really, really nice uh, mule deer was a spot in stalk. Um, but the others, we, we just intercepted them going from uh, going from uh, bedding to to, uh, to the feed. So now for a spot in stalk on mule deer, I've never mule deer hunted before, but just from what I've, my limited knowledge, you, a lot, you spend some time glassing and you might spot them bedded down and you try and come in uh, downwind from them. Is that kind of the plan? Correct. Uh, out here in Nebraska, we've got what's called the sand hills, and I mean, there's big canyons, and so we try and get downwind and get on top of a point and glass, and uh, you spot one and you, you you go after it. Now, mule deer, God bless them, they're no, they're nothing like a whitetail. They're not they don't have the intelligence or the the knack to live like a whitetail does, and that's why I'm surprised the one whitetail we shot, the smaller one, uh, that we got that on the spot and stock, and that's you know it's pretty difficult to do on a whitetail. Yeah, and then, and then the uh, the mule deer, I guess, do they have as good of a nose as a whitetail? Would you say, oh, or is it oh, that? They're... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But normally, just... if you if you bump them, they'll get up and run, you know, thirty, forty, fifty yards and stop and turn around and look at you. Kind of like they a rabbit pull. does sometimes. And then and then boom. <laughs> or yeah, then it's light out. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. All right. Well, Good thanks. Job. Yeah, thanks for reporting to us, Keenan. We we'll appreciate it. We'll check out those pictures. Yeah, we'll yeah, check it that. out. Do that. I, I think you guys will enjoy them. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Keenan. Have a All safe right. drive back. All right. Guys. Take care. Bye now. All right. And then we got an email here, Danny. Uh, this is from a regular listener, Mark. He says, hey, Tom and Dan. Stop by River's Edge. I don't know if you know about this. I found out about this uh, last week. Stop by River's Edge Bait and Supply today. Sorry to see Armando and Nikki closing down. They're closing shop over there. Uh, He said Armando said he was going to have an online business. Nice guy. Hope he does well. 
Dad and I fished east side of Winnebago this afternoon, slow going, one sheephead, one small walleye. Still had a great time with Dad. He's 91. God bless his heart. He's 91 years old and still fishing. Hopefully better action tomorrow. Uh, thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, you know, we, my boys and I, we were going to go to Winnebago tomorrow, but they're calling for it to be windy to high winds. And I don't want to be on Winnebago if it's windy, especially if it's coming out of the east, southeast, northeast, because we like fishing the west side of Winnebago. And uh, if it's windy, Danny, you don't want to be out there. <laughs> you don't want to be out there. I don't like the wind. Yeah, uh, me neither. Who what's does? the forecast for tomorrow, Tom? Uh, it's supposed to be cool again, high of uh, like the mid sixties, uh, overnight, uh, like in the mid, mid to upper fifties. Uh, but tomorrow is supposed to be in the mid sixties, but no rain in the forecast, but it might be breezy Uh, like today and yes, like yesterday. And it, like it is now, you know, whenever it starts off breezy early in the morning like this, cause I'm looking at some of the tree leaves, you know, over there. Yeah. When it starts off breezy in the morning like this, when it should be calm, you know, it's going to be breezy all day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, gonna, but well, you got going out tomorrow? Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Sandy's coming on up, uh, so I'll take him out one more well, one more time. Of uh, Hopefully it, hopefully you'll be in an area he where likes it won't be to, too windy. He likes to troll mostly. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Well, that's so, fine. Yeah. That, that's still good still, right you now, can right? Still get, yeah, you yeah, can still get him to troll. I mean, you can get him doing yeah. anything any anytime. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll give her a shot tomorrow. It might be my last hurrah. However, uh Maybe the last hurrah should be on Saturday, October 20th, Tommy. Yeah. Um, which uh, is the John Lehman Memorial Three Charlies Muskie Invitational, which uh, we'll give a little more information after our break when we uh, come back about that. We'll try and be letting our listeners know about this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right, because that's coming up. Is it, this, How many annual, what annual one is this? It's been going on quite a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, and we'll tell you what is done with a lot of that money. Too. So stay tuned for that and more here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. I'm Dan Bush, along with Tom Neubauer. Uh, before we went to break, I briefly touched on the uh, annual uh, John Lehman Memorial Three Charlies Invitational. Yeah. Been run a lot of years. It's going to be October 20th. As Tom alluded to, the uh, half the proceeds raised from this tournament are directly used for muskie stocking Pewaukee Lake. Um, and uh, the tournament's dedicated to the memory of our former good buddy and co-host, John Lehman. And then he had a father and his wife, Loie, had a father, both named Charlie. And then they also had a, a dog named Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Hence, the two Charlies became a three Charlies. Um and uh, it's it's competition, but it's it's uh, it's friendly competition, right? Uh, you know, so it's not cutthroat. It's good camaraderie. Normally, normally it's a lot of the local schmoes. Uh, the first one I did twenty years ago, I took second. I got like a little silver, oh. real nice pin with a little diamond in it. I still have it today. Yeah, got that awarded to me from John back then. Um, 
tournament payout awards based on a full field of 50 boats, $150 entry fee. So that's not bad. My math tells me that's 75 per person. First place is two grand, second, 1200, third place, 550, fourth place. You just get a pat on the back and an add a boy. Uh, <laughs> check-ins from 6 to 7 a.m. the morning of the tournament at Smokey's Musky Shop Bar and Casino. Uh, <laughs> mandatory rules meeting at 7 a.m. immediately following check-in. Here's the rules meeting. No cheating! No cheating! Go get them, guys. Tournament hours are <laughs> 7.30 to 3. Award ceremony will be held at Smokey's Musky Shop. Uh, Tom Newbauer will be there signing autographed photos of himself. I will? Yeah. (laughs) I will. He'll have have autographed photos of himself doing his uh, Alumacraft leap uh, into the the stands, into the boat. Yeah. Yeah, It's more like an Alumacraft crash. 34-inch minimum size. Yeah, that's pretty much like most of the tournaments. So anyway, uh, if you want entry forms... Um, swing by Smokey's Musky Shop, say hello to one of the trained technicians there, uh, and then you can actually mail it in or drop it off. That's so on a Saturday, right? That would be on a Saturday, yeah. October 20th, yes. Yeah. That's a good one. I just hope it's nice weather for the people that go out. You know, decent weather. Not that it's so darn cold and rainy. So darn cold. Cold and rainy and whatever. Ah, darn that's terrible. cold. Oh, terrible. We don't want that. Don't want that. Uh, and, oh, I got to let people know real quick, you don't want to miss the gut report today that comes up after the 6.30 break. You don't want to miss it. Okay, go ahead, Danny. Was this like a special D luck? This, uh, I got I got something that just blew my mind away, and uh, I hope it does that to other people, too. But anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, I think I'll maybe think about fishing that tournament, but I'll have to see whether I'll be hunting at that time or not. Yeah, I'm hoping by that time I won't be working Saturday mornings anymore. Because if I'm not, then I could be out there and go out right after the radio show. You know, because they start at what time for that? It doesn't really matter. So if, even if they started at 7 or 8, so what if we got out there at 9? Big deal. Those I, uh, muskies ain't awake yet. You know, <laughs> They're just waking up. I actually did one tournament, uh, WMT, with Troy Woodrow years ago. And uh-huh. being as he was out celebrating a Friday night, for Friday night's sake, I said, well, I'll pick you up at 9. No sense getting up yeah. early if you're not even going to answer the bell. And at 10.30, I caught a 43-incher. Yeah, see? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, what the heck? Another time, I had a gal supposed to fish with me in a tournament. She didn't show up. And so finally at about noon, I thought, yeah, screw it. I'll, uh, I'll just go fish. And uh, I immediately caught a small muskie on a sucker. And then I lost a great big one on a sucker that really bummed mm. me out. The big fish. Mm. I think it would have won the tournament. But yeah, no, it was middle of the day. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old early bird gets the worm. I have found that in fall, fall fishing, you don't have to get up early for muskies. Nope, don't have to. Like seems October, to be, November, don't have to get up seems early. Seems to be like there's midday feeding windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, three in the afternoon, I've always done good. Yeah. It, um, yeah, and the days are shorter in the fall. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. When I used to go up to uh, Lake View to Zare the third week of October, I'd take a couple days, my little aluminum boat, 
and I'd go out there soaking suckers, and I'd be oftentimes the only boat out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd that's just be, a big lake. <laughs> yeah, but I'd sleep in, and I'd go to the little cafe down the road and mm-hmm. have my, you know, breakfast, and, mm-hmm. and I'd leisurely get out there. And if I was fishing by 9, 30, 10. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'd fish till maybe 3.30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the heck off the water. Because it'd be getting dark around 4.30 yeah. anyway. Yeah, you'd get off Before the water. It was just yeah. a nice, lazy, yeah. leisurely day. That's what... Working along drifting suckers. I wouldn't cast. Yeah. I wouldn't troll. I'd just soak suckers. There's a little lake I go to in the fall that I... What I like about it is that it's small. It has muskies in it. Some big ones, but not a lot of muskies. And what's really great is I can get out there at 8 o'clock in the morning, make Two full passes around the deep weed edge out about 25, 30 feet of water, drag the suckers and cast, make two complete big turns of the whole lake, and be back in time to get my snacks ready for the Packer game at noon, you know, and sit down ready in front of the TV to watch the Packers. I mean, I love that, that I can go out, do the fishing, be back in time watch the Packers because if they're hitting they're if they're gonna bite they're gonna bite in that two hours if not well that's too bad I'm gonna go watch Packers you know it's great and and actually in that little lake the biggest muskie I've heard out of there was a 49 incher a number of years back I got a 46 incher and uh so there are and I was with Dennis Radloff one time and got a real fat it was I think it was 43 or 44 inches real fatty you know that we got on camera which was great you know but, uh, so yeah, there's, you know, I like going out in the fall. Fall is my favorite time. Well, if you get a nice fall day. Yeah. Where you got the smell of burning leaves. Yeah. People burning leaves. Yeah, I and like you got that. the yeah. uh, colors of the trees yep. mm-hmm. and it's kind of calm, flat calm and not really windy. Well, just a little, ch- just a little bit of a ripple. A little I ripple. Like. little ripple. I like yeah. flat calm. Myself. You like flat, <laughs> like flat calm. Like a little ripple. Right, right. I don't like anything rocking my canoe. (laughs) My whole life, my canoe's been rocked. It's been a rough ride in my canoe of life, my friend. Goodness. Well, as well, we better go to a break. How about it, Ryan? You ready over there? Sure. Okay, yeah, we're going to go to a break. Uh, Coming up next is the gut report. You don't want to miss it. And, of of course, you don't want to miss the Hornschwaggle right after the 645 break. That's sponsored by Baitmate Fish Attract and uh, Coleman insect repellents. So stay tuned. we got a lot going on in the show today. And don't forget, it's the return of the football picking contest at, after the 7.15 break. So stay tuned. We're on 12.50 a.m. and 105.7 FM, The Fan. And I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Oh, the gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, folks, we all like eating sweet corn, don't we? Corn on the cob. You know, that's that's great stuff. And there's a lot of corn out there right now to be eaten. And a lot of people will either boil it or they'll uh, put it on the grill with the husk, without the husk, you know. But there was a new way I saw a few weeks ago how somebody made corn. It was so easy, and it turned out great. You, it, I, 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 seriously, I didn't believe it at first. But this is what you do. Let's uh, let's just say you take a dozen ear of corn, and you lay them down, and, and you got to husk them first, okay? A dozen husked ears of corn. 
you lay them on the bottom of a cooler, you throw in a stick or two of butter, and then you cover them with boiling water, close the lid on the cooler, 45 minutes later, you got perfect corn, and when that butter floats, you know, so when you lift it up, it gets coated with butter right away. I'm telling you, I have never seen it so easy. Just throw them in the cooler, put the boiling water on with the butter, and just wait 45 minutes. Unbelievable. Anyway, I had to tell you about that. I'm, I'm definitely got to give that a try. Although I must admit, when we made corn last week, I didn't do that. Even though I knew about it, I just didn't want to go through that. So, well, I was cooking stuff on the grill, so I figured I'll just throw them on the grill. You know. All right. Now here's a recipe. I tried this. This is from uh, Suzette Curtis in the On Wisconsin Outdoors magazine. Now, I changed it up a little bit, but I made this, and if you like green olives, this is really good. You take one uh, eight-ounce package of cream cheese, soften it, and this is really easy. Uh, You take uh, two tablespoons of mayonnaise, a quarter cup of pimento-stuffed green olives. Dice it up really fine, okay? Finely chopped. A couple of tablespoons of finely uh, minced onion. Mix that all up. Put it in the fridge for at least four hours and then take it out and spread it on crackers or whatever. If you like green olives, this is really good. I'm, as a matter of fact, I made some last week and it was excellent. And what I'm, and everybody that tried it, except my wife, she doesn't like green olives, but everybody that tried it liked it. So now, but I'm going to add black olives to it next time I make it. So, but it was really, really good. Very easy to make, really good. Anyway, and that's about it. The gut report was brought to you by Vmart. Uh, excuse me. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. The gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor. Why you're getting old. Yeah, Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and Barstow in Maine and Waukesha for weekly specials, which they have every week. Go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So, anyway. Yeah, so, that, I'll tell you, that, that corn thing was just amazing. I didn't know you could make corn like that in a cooler. <laughs> anyway. How about, what is it with the uh, the decorative Indian corn? What's with that where you really can't eat it or it's, it's not good? It's just decorative. That's all it is. Yeah? Just decorative. That's all it is. Yep. Why is it not good? Because you it, it, it you leave it hardened, you know? Well, why do you leave it leave it hardened? Why don't so you that just it lasts a like long time corn? in your in your decoration? I don't know. They just. But Tom, you know everything. No, I don't. I thought you were going to put this in your no, book. No, I don't know everything. Jeez. No, I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Why is Indian corn decorative? And it was that the result of selective breeding, where they started breeding, you know, crossbreeding uh, uh, types of plants and stuff. I don't know. I really don't know. You're the guy I go to no, for everything well, outdoors, Tom. Well, that I, I don't know. I guess you don't know but, everything. But I d- tell you what, this I do know. But you know. We have a caller, right? That was the wrong number. We do. His name is Mike, and uh, he would like to talk to you guys. Hey, hey good morning, right. Mike. Shaking Mike. Guys. What's up? Uh, they just built a farm and fleet, a fleet farm out in Oconomoc. You right. Been there? No, I haven't been there, but I heard about it, yeah. Oh, it is fabulous. They yeah. built one there. Fabulous. Yeah, you big st- big store, right? It's one of the best stores that 
I've ever been in. Used to be you had to go all the way to uh, <clears throat> Watertown to get in that neck of the woods to a fleet farm or go into Waukesha. Well, there's one out in Germantown. Well, the Germantown right. one, yeah. to be honest with you, has the best fishing selection of any fleet it's farm amazing. I've been to. Amazing. Well, the, yeah. This one here out in Okatamak has, has that beat. Yeah. It does. Really? Okay. Wow. Oh, it's okay. unreal. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to stop out there. Yep. Yeah. But... Yeah, and they and it's they do a very nice store. It's, it's really really put together for the shopper no. and all that. Let me ask you now, Mike. Do you work for Fleet Farm or something? That no, no I don't. <laughs> hey, I'm sure they got some bait made fish attractant there. <laughs> I'm sure they do. That's one of the places. And, and mini mites. And, and mini mites. mites. Hey, all right. Hey, all right. They probably have the five packs there, eh? Hey, they got I it. Thought, yes, and, yeah. but they're a little more expensive. Hey, well, yeah, five packs. Yeah, they're not cheap, but if you like a certain color, yeah, that's the way right. to go. Yeah. Way to I go. went with my wife, and I'll tell you, I was in the fishing department for over an hour. I lost her. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, well, I'm sure she left you and was browsing other places. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> she lost you. Yeah. One or which one well, way or the other. Yeah. I think uh, I think I lost her. You yeah. know, when I was you bring something up there, Mike. When I was a kid, I would ride my bike to Shopko in Green Bay and go to the. Sporting department, fishing right. department. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I could spend hours just walking and staring at each bait. And I'd grab it, and then I'd hold it in my hand, and then I'd hang it back up, and I'd just spend mm-hmm. forever. I mean, you just loved looking at the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I was looking for a rod because I, my granddaughter uh, broke one of mine when we were fishing. Oh. Anyways, I looked at this rod for uh, probably six times. Yeah, yeah. So, and then about about the fourth time, fifth time, I walked around the fish department with this rod, so nobody would get it. Right. So it turns turns out that I didn't buy that one. I found another one. Uh-huh. And, uh, hey. Six times I, I I picked this rod up and looked at it. You're like yeah. a woman buying yeah. a new dress <laughs> or shoes. Yeah, yeah. Or you shoes. know, you know, it's another thing with guys is fishing departments or or uh, 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 hardware stores with tools. You know, looking at all kinds of different tools and that. I've never been a big tool no, guy. I, uh, I go I, in and get the tool I want and leave. Well, I do that, but I mean, well, I don't leave right away because I see so many other ones that I want. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I suppose what's, what's a few. Going, it, huh? What's going on with the Madison chain? Uh, can you get out on it, or are the launches closed? Do you know? Uh, as far as I know, it's. I haven't heard anything. I'll tell you what. Uh, keep listening to the show. We'll try calling our friend Paul Mahalik. Yeah. And he likes to fish those chain lakes. We'll give him a call sometime uh, during the day. I'm sure he's getting ready to go fish somewhere. He may even be listening in his truck to us now. We'll give see see if he has any info for you. Yeah. Okay. Have All right. Nice day. Thanks All right, for take calling, care, Mike. Bye. You know, speaking of high water, Danny, mm-hmm. uh, my son Chris and his girlfriend Heather were coming down Highway 16 I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and I forget which day. Well, anyway, and they said going by the Oconomowoc Lake launch because uh, there was a no wake on Oconomowoc Lake and Okachi Lake for sure. There were no wakes on those lakes. But anyway, the the pier at the Oconomowoc Lake launch was underwater, and he said and the water coming over the dam was just rushing over the dam. He said it was really, really flowing down that river. So, Well, uh, I'm just glad Pewaukee didn't flood like the great flood yeah. of 2008. Exactly, yeah. Everywhere else was. Uh, and then the sad thing is is that, once again, the uh, Milwaukee had to do the, the 
the sewage dump into oh, the, yeah. they had to do it a couple of times and oh, it's yeah. basically they it's combined both they combine both the regular storm tunnels right and the sewer lines together yep yep and it's all mixed together and sent out and i know they built that tunnel thinking it was deep enough but in today's world uh, you can put a guy on the moon. They have to do something about that. They have to change it. They can't just keep dumping, dumping stuff out there. Yeah, and, and sewage I, into and the I lake. And yeah. I heard another uh, kind of interesting, another radio show host was kind of pointing out the irony, I guess, or, or the uh, kind of uh, discrepancy where you might have environmentalists screaming bloody murder about some runoff from a mine in northern Wisconsin or, I guess, the Foxconn thing or whatever. Yeah. They're going to gr- go crazy about that, but... They don't say a word. Nobody says anything about 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 that. About dumping poop in Lake Michigan. Literally, there's they, they got a word for the condoms when they get them. They call them julupas when they get them on Jalupa. like the... Yeah, that's what a buddy of mine told me. They'd call, oh, we got a julupa yeah. on the line, and that way the client in the in the boat, in the charter boat, wouldn't even know what the hell the guy, oh the guy is talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they're doing that, and they're just... That should just be not... Think about what would happen if you did something like, I don't know, Dump something, something you shouldn't in your backyard, or you got whatever. You'd have the DNR finding you. Mm-hmm. You'd have, you know, you probably have people picketing outside your place. Well, uh, farmers have that problem when they sometimes have. Oh, that's that another one they mentioned. The cattle. That was one of the things yeah, someone mentioned. They said a little they, bit of runoff they into make a the big river. Deal about and, the runoff for the cattle. Yeah, yeah, it goes through some manure and stuff, yeah. and everybody's raising holy cane about that. Yeah, and yet we're doing these but sewage dumps. Millions and millions of gallons will go into the lake, big, the big pond. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, we've got people, we got Tony Evers and Governor Walker running for office right now. If I were running for office, as part of my platform, I would say, it is my intention to work to end the sewage dumps into the Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Come up with some way, work with whatever. I'd make that part of my platform. Mm-hmm. I'd vote for a guy if he said that that's going to be one of the things. Because otherwise, you know, most of the time you shake the politicians up, mm-hmm. upside down, they all look like, you know, the same. Politicians. Yeah. So <laughs> They're all politicians. One half a dozen of this and half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Well, you know what's coming up next, Danny? You got your questions written out? Yes, I do, for, my or, friend. Or your statements, I should say. The Hornswoggle segment, the world famous. Yeah, that's right. Highly renowned. You know, until this show, Danny, nobody knew what a Hornswoggle was. I still don't know what a Hornswoggle is. I just Somebody just said use that word. But <laughs> anyway, if you give a call and you can win. What can they win, Tom? They win a wonderful, 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 wonderful. Yeah. wonderful. Prize package from Bait Mate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Be the third caller here at 799-1250. Be a contestant. You will win, hopefully. You, I mean, Danny makes this fairly easy for I you. Try. You Sometimes, try. Sometimes, though, people say the questions were hard. Yeah, some. Well, you got to give up at least one hard you gotta one. Got to have and, an edge. You got to have one gimme and one hard one. You know, just to make like, it nobody fair. likes to play trivia that everything's easy. Exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right. All but right. this will be pretty easy. 799-1250. Be the third caller. Ryan will get you on the line, and you can be a lucky winner here on the Hornswoggle. You'll find it only at the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors.
weird, Ozzy. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Ah, this brings back good memories, know. guys. You know, I, was, I love that one. So, one Memorial Weekend, I was I was up fishing the St. Louis River in 1991 with my cousin Stephen on a special secret backwater bay, catching giant pike, Tom, all mm-hmm. day long yeah. on buzz baits. I mean, 40 inches. Wow. I did a video, and it was on North American Fishermen. In fact, oh, wow. I got $300 for that video with oh. my old... Anyway, Fantastic. all day long, we're listening to the radio, rock and roll station in Duluth, and they kept talking about some group at some little bar, and the group was called Filthy Wilma. <laughs> so all we heard was what about, a name. we heard Filthy Fil- Wilma for three days straight, and <laughs> I, said, Wilma. I said, God dang it, we got to go hear Filthy Wilma, Steve. <laughs> we got to so go. So we go to this little bar, and it was so small, and they had, they had this band, Filthy Wilma, yeah. and they had speakers that were as tall as me, right? Okay. And you're standing right next to the speakers. Oh, no. Oh, it was great. You couldn't. And I'd never heard this song before. And all of a sudden, they started playing the... And I remember these two hot-looking girls just go out and start, in, in the short shorts, mm-hmm. start dancing to the song on this mm-hmm. on the dance floor in front yeah. of me. And I was mesmerized. I'm like, this is cool. This you is know? heaven. Oh, I was like, this is <laughs> awesome. I, I, I went back and bought the album. Every time uh, I hear that song, I think on. about... Filthy Wilma and those two girls dancing yep. on the dance floor and those speakers. It was the music was so loud. It was when you talk to a buddy. You ever been in a place where you yell yep. right next to him and you can't even hear each other? Yeah. And then you get out of oh, there yeah. and you're still yelling. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it. You're still talking really loud. Yeah. Oh, but okay. ten years from now, <laughs> ten years from now, when I'm going, huh? Yep. <laughs> when everybody's trying to talk Same to here, me, yep. it's gonna suck then. Mm-hmm. Well, that that. I think that was part of my reason why my hearing is going a little bit because when when we had the band, you know, you're 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 playing it all, you know, practicing mm-hmm. and then playing gigs and that, and you know, this stuff is just pounding in you constantly. Yep. And uh, oh, and God bless my parents; they were so good. We used to practice in the basement, and that had to just shake the mortar in between the bricks or whatever. I mean, it, it had to. I mean, I. God, I don't think my parents would have put up with that. They, uh, I think they would have said, well, first of all, they were church-going people. They'd say, get rid of that wicked funk. <laughs> Quit playing that wicked devil worship music and get your Satan-worshipping little buddies out of here. Yeah. Well, we eventually did get a, a place where we could practice at that, uh, you know, we could play as loud as we wanted. I did. But, you know, that was one of the complaints that we had at some Remember CYO? Huh? CYO clubs? Uh, the, it was Christian Youth Organization. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, CYOs, they'd have uh, uh, Saturday night, uh, whatever they call them, hops or whatever. And um, they constantly were asking us to turn it down. And like, what? Turn it down? No, turn it up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> turn, yeah. Turn, up, turn up the radio. Yeah, and they didn't like the music we played versus some of the bubblegum bands that were out there. Bubblegum. Yeah, that they like hire. Casey and the Sunshine Band? Uh, Kind of like that. Well, I don't know. Little I, Dance? I don't even, yeah, I suppose you could call them a bubblegum band, I suppose. There were a number of them in the city that I can't remember. So there the were names. some bubblegum ones. Yeah, but we, we did, we. Yeah, no, we played rock and roll. Blue-eyed soul is what we we're, you know, known as. Okay. Blue-eyed soul Blue-eyed band. Soul. You know, I did yeah. play loud music in my basement to a degree, but it wasn't with big speakers in a band. One time, I had the music cranked, and I was trying to get psyched up for a big bench press in my basement. And I used to have these plastic weights, and you could, I'd go all the way to the end of the bar and put every weight I possibly could, and then I'd turn the collars on backwards 
just to fit them on there. Oh, okay. And so one time I, I managed uh, to get 155 pounds on there, and I only weighed about 120. And I did a couple reps with 155, and then it stalled on my chest. So I had Uh-oh. the music cranked loud to get psyched up. And so I'm yelling and screaming from the basement as loud as I possibly could for one of my parents to come down and rescue me. And it was one of those deals where I had to rescue myself, where I had to push it off to one side. Yes. Roll it down. First, you got to tighten up your gut because you roll it down to the stomach area. And then you You dump it to one side. Push it with your body. With your body. And you kind (laughs) of half slither out. The uh, other side. Uh-huh. I know. And then I did it once in college in the weight room with 270 pounds. Mm-hmm. That was even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't yeah, want to do I, that. I, I, as a matter of fact, I, I've done that myself. Well, you, well, you heard uh, there was a college football player years ago in uh, Florida, I think it was, and he had the weight with like a 225 pounds, I think, flip off his hands and landed on his larynx, oh. crushed his, crushed his uh, throat. Um, he almost died. Other guys I've known broke their sternum, but those are guys that use the false grip. They don't wrap their hands around oh, the bar. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. – yeah. I uh, One time, we had a bench, like the old-school flat bench downstairs in the basement, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my dad was always like, do not bench when I'm not home because it's very dangerous. Rule and I was number like, one. Yeah. Hey, what, and he's like, if you do, and, just like do some reps, you know? And I was like 13 years old, and I threw a play down there, and I – and I cleared it, so I was like, I'll throw a little bit more weight. I think I'm getting pretty strong, yeah, you know, yeah. and nobody's home. So I throw on some more weight, and I got buried, and I'm like, oh, and I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I thought it was going to crush me, you know, literally. Right. So I, like, somehow moved my body over, and I flipped the bar off. And we used to have one of those big mirrors, like, so you could, like, look at yourself while you're doing biceps. Yeah. The bar flies, the weight flies, cracks the mirror, glass flies everywhere, and literally, like, <laughs> The bar like went standing up, broke one of the windows in the house. I don't even know how it happened. I'm lucky I didn't get my head knocked off. And what did your father say? He was not very happy. No, what I, did he say before that? I told you. I, don't was, do it when I'm not here. I was if trying I to clean you, everything up. Crying out loud. If I told you, know, you once, I told you a thousand yeah, times. I raised three boys and they never listened. They never listened when parents, I told them stuff. Parents, Just like that. Did yep. all dads sound the same back then? <laughs> yes. All parents I think sound the all same. dads pretty much sounded the same. <laughs> you know what I would do every now and then? Just just to make sure I kept them on their toes. Even though they were being good and all that stuff, I'd come through the house like with my arms raised. I'd be hollering at, mm-hmm. at nothing, right? Right. Just, you know, and I'd start hollering. Well, I'd holler at them, too. Hey, make sure you do that. that blah, blah, blah. You know, I just were. You, and, do, and, you and, do what? You know, I would just start hollering, right? Because Did they send you to a therapist. Or no, something? no. The reason being was keep them on their toes. You know, like you mean oh, what did keep I do them wrong? on their t- keep them on keep them on the straight and narrow. You keeping your parents on the straight? No, and no. Narrow? I'm talking about my kids, my three boys. Oh, you'd run through. Yeah, I'd go through keep and, them. Yeah. On Even their- though they didn't do anything wrong, I'd still go through and holler every now and then, just to make sure they, you know, were watching out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here I'm giving you this. This is the call, Paul Mahalik. Okay. Uh, after the uh, update. Hey. Hey. And we'll find out from Paul Mahalik. Are we supposed to do the horns? I was going to say, yeah, we're supposed to play a game real quick before the update. Guys, you forgot all about it. Oh, the poor okay. guy's on hold. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. I apologize. Who is to, this on uh, hold? Pete. Pete. Got- Pete. Hey, Pete, are you there? Pete. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, Pete. Pete we- I'm sorry we started yakking here. And one sorry, thing Pete. leads to another. Okay, here Worst we go. Ever. We're going to do it real quick. We're going to go quick. Okay, geese. There's two types 
of geese, there's what's known as the Canadian geese that migrate. Then we got the local ones that hang around all the time. Uh, one, one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.